This is a Soulfire production. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to A Sharper Life. I am your host, Nikki Sharp. And today we are just going to jump straight into it. So we're talking about a topic that I'm pretty passionate about, but I want you to think about this. I'm not going to be giving so much of my personal opinion because I think that's where this whole movement is coming from is everyone needs to be heard. I'm just going to be sharing some different viewpoints for you to think about. And I I do believe that part of the problem with, with this cancel culture movement is that everyone thinks that they're right. Therefore, other people are wrong. And so today I'm going to encourage you to listen with open ears and open heart and really just to try to understand where things could have been taken out of context. And so without further ado, we are jumping into the episode of why we need to cancel, cancel culture once and for all and be done with it. Now, there's a few things I want you to consider for this episode. Number one is, do you agree with every single thing that's been canceled? If you agree with one, then why do you not agree with another? So what makes something okay to cancel and something else not? So think about that. Number two, if you were canceled today based on something you did 20 years ago, how would you change your response to the movement now? And number three is, is the cancel culture movement hypocritical? So I just encourage you to think about those or consider them as I'm talking because this topic might trigger some people. And funny enough, that's what I want to do here with A Sharper Life is I want to have real discussions and help people to see different viewpoints. So jumping straight into it, I do think that cancel culture and this whole movement started with positive and good intentions. I think like most things, it starts with something good and then it ends up going on the pendulum all the way to the right and then all the way to the left. And it's it's very similar to, or what makes me think about politics, right? We Every four years, typically, unless the president is really good, we have a, a president, let's say a Democrat, and people are like, absolutely not, didn't like him whatsoever. And then we go all the way to the left and we bring someone in who is very, very Republican. And then after four years, people say, yeah, no, didn't like that. We go all the way back and the pendulum keeps swinging further and further with each time and each president that passes. And so I bring that up because I think that the cancel culture movement started with positive intentions in that it was about awareness, awareness of things that were not working or awareness of accountability. So people needed to start being accountable for their actions. And having done a lot of research on this topic, that is actually the number one thing that comes up is people want others to take accountability. So we're going to come back to that. I do think, however, that this movement has turned toxic and it's incredibly unhealthy because essentially it is saying that you cannot mess up. You cannot do something in your life and learn from it and grow from it. And even if you do, you should be canceled for something that you did many, many years ago. And there's a lot of examples like that of things that got canceled in the the past few years. So my belief and my understanding is that, and again, take this as this is what I believe to be true and I could be wrong, but I think that 
the whole cancel culture movement really got going and revved up during the pandemic. And while there were things prior to that, suddenly we all find ourselves sitting at home and we're frustrated, we're angry, we're scared. So there's fear, there's all of these heightened emotions. And then we're told basically nothing. And you just have to sit at home and wait and be, be, you know, be scared, be afraid, don't go outside, don't talk to people. And so people are like, Whoa, what? And so then you have the Black Lives Matter movement. And I'm not commenting on that. Right now, what I am saying is that while we were all sitting at home angry and frustrated, suddenly there was a movement for everyone to get behind and channel their frustration and anger into and say, yes, I agree with you. And like many things, like the BLM movement, is that it swung so far in one direction that suddenly you had all of these people breaking into stores and looting, and it was defeating the very purpose of the movement. So why I think that's important to bring up is because cancel culture really revved up while we were all sitting at home and we're on our cell phones and we're not meeting people. We're not really going out. A lot more people are starting to drink depression, anxiety. All of these things are going up. And what do you do when you're angry about your life? When you feel bad in your life, are you more likely to attack someone or have a rude response to someone? Or are you less likely and you're going to be really kind? Well, we know the answer. If you don't love your life, then typically, or if you're angry at your life or you're angry at your partner, you're more likely to react to something going on. If you're really stressed out and your kids are just doing really irritating things, you're more likely to yell at them than if you feel really calm and you've meditated. So you bring this whole kind of movement together, this cancel culture movement based on people are sitting at home and they're angry, they're frustrated. And then someone does something that one person doesn't like, and then it goes viral and suddenly it's like this mob. And so instead of calling out what we what the initial message is, it's like we lost the plot in the whole thing. And so what I wanted to do is just go through really quickly a few terms. First, Wikipedia defines cancel culture as it's a cancel culture or call out culture is a contemporary phrase used to refer to a form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, whether it be online or social media or in person. Those subject to this ostracism are said to have been canceled. And really, it goes back to what is the point of being canceled? What is someone trying to achieve when someone else is canceled? Well, it's about accountability. And so think back to, again, this pandemic where suddenly no one's accountable. Every government is saying something different. And then on top of that, we're watching celebrities do one thing, other people do other things. and. and all of our, our thinking and our, our processes are just getting challenged. And the thing is, almost nobody, very, very few people in life have been taught how to deal with emotions and frustrations coming up. And so, you know, there's the golden rule that we were all taught when we were kids, or I, I hope we were all taught, right? Do unto others as you would do to yourself, or you would like someone to do to you. And So that really is kind of going back and saying that with cancel culture, if you wouldn't like someone to come and call you out for something, maybe don't do it for them. But let's take a step back. Let's not even talk about the whole cancel culture thing. 
If you don't like someone, maybe, just maybe, don't go to their profile and write something mean. Because again, it's that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. But then here's in America, what happens? People talk about free speech. Well, it's my free speech that I'm allowed to talk about this. Correct. It is. And this is why I want you to think about, is it hypocritical in any sense that you don't like something? So think about anything. Think about this past week. Has there been anyone that has said something to you that you don't like? Or is there something, and I will talk about who has been canceled. Is there someone who's been canceled that you're like, absolutely, you know, Joe Rogan should totally be taken off Spotify. So when it comes to that, I want you then to think about who needs to be held accountable for this. Well, is it Joe Rogan who is speaking his truth or bringing on people to speak their truth? Or is it that you need to be accountable for your own actions? And so what I mean by this is that we want to go cancel someone. We want to tell them to stop doing something. And we want to exercise our right to freedom of speech. But in very in the very doing so of that, we are then saying someone else doesn't get a right to free speech. And so that's where I think it's really interesting, this whole potentially hypocritical nature of the whole cancel culture movement, because by very nature of telling you that you're wrong, then I am actually doing the exact same thing. I'm voicing my opinion to tell you that your opinion is wrong. So that's why we're just considering different viewpoints. Now, I want to talk about who's been canceled in the past even like year, because this is and this is like a really, really short list. And I want you to think about this as I as I read these off. Do you agree or not agree? And again, if you agree with one and you disagree with another, why? What makes it okay that one person or one brand got canceled and another didn't? So just something to think about. So we have J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter series. She made some anti-transgender comments. And what I'm going to say to this is people perceived them. We don't know what someone means until we actually say, did you mean for those to be anti-transgender? And she might say, yes, in which case, fine. Then we could probably say, "Eh, it's not so nice. But these are all alleged things based on what people perceived. And why this is important is that let's say there's a car accident and you're in the car in front. So someone rear ends you and someone is in the car in back of you. So they're the ones that rear ended you. Well, you both are going to have a different experience of that car crash. The person who just rear ended you is going to say, well, he slammed on his brakes. And you're going to say, no, I was just there as we all were. It was a red light. And then let's say you have someone to the right of you who was on their phone, but here's a car crash and looks up. And then you have someone that was looking at both cars, filming it. Those two people on both sides are going to have two different experiences of what the car crash was. And so when I talk about all of these comments that people made, such as JK Rowling, everyone is perceiving something differently based on your own beliefs, your own experiences, your own upbringings, which then create the basis of your identity and what you believe. So again, something to consider. So we have J.K. Rowling, we have Joe Rogan. He was interviewing people during the pandemic about vaccines and getting different viewpoints. And that's really important to notice is that he wasn't just getting one viewpoint of saying, don't get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. He got a bunch of different people, but 
everyone wanted, not everyone, a lot of people wanted to cancel him and take him off Spotify. So then celebrities got involved, all of that. Then you have Piers Morgan, who was working at the Daily Mail, and he refused to apologize for disbelieving Meghan Markle's comments or claims that she had suicide intentions or thought about it as a royal. He said, no, I am not going to apologize for that. So he got canceled and kicked off. Um, And he had to leave a few shows and all of this. So then you have Ellen. Everyone loves Ellen. And she was, people said that she was rude to her guests and staff behind the scenes of the show. So therefore she needed to be canceled. You have Dr. Seuss. So six books were pulled because of racially insensitive depictions of Asian and Black characters. You have Pepe Le Pew, who comes from the movie Space Jam, and he insists on kissing a female customer despite her many objections. So he got canceled. They took him out. You have Uncle Ben's Aunt Jemima and Miss Butterworth. I don't know, brands that people have been buying for a very long time. So they changed their mascots due to Black Lives Matter. You have Dave Chappelle. So he has comments about the trans community in his new Netflix special. I watched it and I personally did not see how he did any sort of anti-trans comments. But again, that's my perception based on I have an open mind. I have an open heart. I don't think that he's doing that to make anyone pissed off. Again, my perception based on my upbringing, my belief system. So then you have Chrissy Teigen. She was cyberbullying other people. You have Demi Lovato, who came out as non-binary. And so first came out, I think, as, um, oh my gosh, I, I don't even know her, her they, whole story, but came out as gay and then now has come out as non-binary and is now a they. So they made comments about Froyo shop and getting really upset that, you know, to go and order the Froyo, there was all of these sugar-free things. And called this shop out and basically was trying to get this shop canceled. And it's like little mom and pop shop. So a lot of people took issue to that. So they, Demi Lovato got canceled for that. So here's another interesting thing from, I believe it's uh, Disney. So children under seven will now be forbidden from watching Dumbo, Peter Pan, Swiss Family Robinson, and the Aristocrats, a cartoon. Settings on the app will prevent the movies from even showing up on the younger viewers' profiles. Disney explained its rationale behind each film's removal on the kid-focused Stories Matter section of their website. So there's some movies that if you are under seven, you cannot watch those. Eskimo Pies, the brand, it's 99 years old, and it has now changed its name because people found it derogatory to use the term Eskimo. The Cleveland Indians, a football team, changed their name to the Cleveland Guardians. You have the Washington Redskins. They changed their name to the Washington Commanders. Then you have the show Friends. And while it hasn't been officially canceled, there has been a lot of people upset with it. And many people are calling it out basically because of topics that go against today's standards. And look, Friends is an interesting show. I see, I do see how certain things like the fat phobia that Monica has could be perceived in where we are today as not so good. The other thing to remember though is how do you respond when you gain weight? Do you like yourself? If you gain, let's say, 50 pounds, 
Are you really happy in your life or are you feeling kind of upset? And do you not like to be overweight? Do you get triggered by people that are underweight? So this is where we want to start to look at everything is it's not about what's being canceled. We have to look at what the message is and what that intention is. So I know if I gained 50 pounds or 100 pounds, I would not feel good about my body. I would probably get triggered by really, really skinny people and get upset about it. And so when we think about the show Friends, it was actually ahead of its time in many ways. And I know that there were a lot of different topics that came about it, but there is like, I I don't remember who in the show, but had three mothers. And so they're talking about that openly. And the thing to remember about all of this, about every single one of these things is that we are basically trying to challenge history. We're saying that because friends that came out in 1994 doesn't meet today's standards of 2022, right? 2022. So 1994 is a long time ago, believe it or not. And we're saying that we need to take the standards that we have and apply them to everything that has happened previously. That is why statues are starting to be taken down. And I understand all of these. Trust me, with an open heart, I completely understand where people are coming from. However, when I think about these, it is really based on the fact that there's a lot of unhealed people. And as I mentioned before, if you are angry in your life about something, are you more likely to take that anger out on someone else or less likely? Well, you are more likely to be mean to someone else if you are not feeling good in your life. It's why bullies bully other people. They don't feel good in themselves. And there's a, there's a saying that says, hurt people, hurt people, healed people, heal people. So I want you just to think about when was the last time that you wrote a mean comment on social media? And this can be anything. This can be saying to someone, oh, you need to eat a burger. You're too skinny, right? It's not like a super nice comment. And also that's your opinion. You don't know, let's say, and I, I've received this comment before in my life on Instagram, You don't know what I eat. I don't show you. So what makes you feel that you can put your opinion on me? And that's where all of these, it's just lots of questions to think about. But I want you really to think about when's the last time that you said something mean to someone else? Maybe it was a comment on Instagram. Maybe you said something to someone's face and you called them a bad friend. Or maybe maybe you even said something mean to yourself. So when you think about that, when was the last time you said something mean to yourself? Oh, I look so fat. Oh, you'll, you're, you're a failure. You'll never find a husband or, oh my God, you'll, you'll never, you'll never thrive in business. You'll never get that promotion. So even when you speak to yourself, are you coming from a place of love or are you coming from a place of hate? Well, we know that people who feel good in their lives typically don't go and comment on other people. Like, I'm really happy in my life. Does that mean that everything's perfect? Absolutely not. But it means that I know when something comes up for me and I don't feel good, that is an invitation to look into my life 
and say, okay, what am I unhappy about right now? Oh, interesting. Why, why do I feel that? Why do I have so much anger coming up right now? Oh, how interesting. The anger is actually just fear because I'm fearful that let's say this podcast, I'm fearful that this podcast isn't going to do well. So then when I look at other people who are doing, and that's not really a fear though, but I look at other people who are doing well, I get jealous and jealous and I compare myself. And so I hope that you're starting to see how with cancel culture, it's an invitation to turn the lens, turn the mirror and the concept spiritual mirror, which we're going to talk a lot about, but turn that spiritual mirror around to you and look at it and say, oh my God, if I'm getting so angry at Joe Rogan and what he says really pisses me off. And the fact that he has doctors on sharing their opinions really pisses me off. I invite you to ask yourself, what are you so angry about? Are you angry that you're sitting at home during the pandemic and that you lost money? Are you angry that you lost your job? Are you angry that someone has a different opinion than you? Are you angry that you think there's only one way? In which case goes to the, is it hypocritical? That if you think that Joe Rogan shouldn't be sharing doctors and their opinions on on the whole pandemic, is that not hypocritical that you're now saying you shouldn't speak your truth? And so once again, these are just invitations to think about. And I really encourage you the next time that you are upset, that you think about what's going on in my life. And use it as an opportunity to really ask yourself, what am I so upset about? What can I do to work through this trigger instead of projecting my anger and fear? And that's really what's happening with cancel culture. People are projecting themselves, their opinions. So let's take the, let's take my, my dress. I'm wearing a red, a red dress. You might think, I shouldn't wear this dress, that it, it, it looks a little too low cut, right? You might think that. I'm, I'm just making this up as we go along. But you might think, you know what, Nikki, as a podcast host and as this wellness, wellness expert, you should not be wearing a dress that's that low cut. And mind you, if, uh, if you're listening to this, it is not that low cut. But let's just say, so your opinion is based on your beliefs it's based on your experiences. It's based on what you were taught growing up. Maybe you were a Christian and you were taught that women need to, you know, fully close, not close, but have, have clothes that uh, you don't see your chest. Or maybe you're on the other side of it and you're like, man, women should be able to wear whatever they want to wear. And then you have that pendulum, right, that we talk about, the pendulum swinging that I live in Miami. You have women who walk down the street in thongs and They look confident, but I don't, I personally don't think a woman should walk down a public street in the middle of a road wearing, you know, high heels and this thong when she is like 500 pounds, right? That's just my belief. And that's like the body conversation that we we can definitely get into, right? But that is based on my, my beliefs. I've lived in Europe for many years of my life. And I personally think that women should dress more elegantly. 
I'm not saying that you can't wear these things. I'm saying just in general, that's my belief. So maybe you're coming and looking at me and saying, you know what, Nikki, you shouldn't be wearing this. Or a better one yet is you think, Nikki, you're too skinny. You need to gain weight. And so I'm going to tell you that's based on your belief system. That's based on what you experienced growing up. And if you say to me, Nikki, you need to gain weight, where is that coming from? Is it coming from a place of concern? Like, wow, sweetie, like I really feel for you. It it seems like you're not healthy. In which case, do you know what I eat every single day? Do you know how all my my uh, levels of like my lipids and, and cholesterol, right? So is it based on a concern of, of a viewpoint that you're, you're seeing me? Or is it based on a trigger that you're saying you shouldn't be that skinny because I'm not that skinny? And so as I was mentioning, you know, if I'm wearing a low cut shirt, and you think that I shouldn't be wearing that. And I'm like, hey, I feel good. Just as the, the girls who are, you know, hyper overweight and wearing these bikinis walking down the street, they feel good. Cool. So who am I to come out and say, you can't wear that? Well, you know what? At the end of the day, if it makes you feel good, then all right, cool. But what I'm going to say is it is in no way, shape or form okay for me to go to someone to their face or talk about them behind their back or go on online and shame them and say, you can't wear that. You are not allowed. I'm allowed to have my personal belief and say, you know what? I just, I just don't think women should dress that unclassy, but Hey, that's just my belief, but I'm not going to go fat shame someone. I'm not going to go shame someone based on what they did 20 years ago. I'm not going to shame someone based on their own lessons in life. And so It begs that question of if you posted something on Facebook 20 years ago and you got canceled today for it, like there was the the editor-in-chief of Good Food Magazine or something like that, Food Food Magazine, who had who like 20 years ago, I believe, had a photo and it was found, someone found it of a Halloween costume where he it people said, Oh, you you were dressed like an Indian. And so he got fired from the magazine. Now, my question is, something that you did 20 years ago, are you the same person then as you are today? No, you're not. And where I think that we need to go with this whole movement, instead of canceling people, is we need to understand and help people to take accountability. So just as you want someone like, Chrissy Teigen to take accountability for cyberbullying other people. I encourage you to take accountability in your own life to say, "Oh, I actually said something mean to someone. Oh, that could have been misconstrued." Misconstrued, or if you're speaking badly to yourself, use that as an opportunity to change the narrative to something kinder. And so. This is a really, really interesting topic, and I could go on and on and on about it, but I really do believe that instead of trying to rewrite history, which, by the way, you are here today, probably listening to this on your cell phone, on your your iPhone or smartphone, you're listening to this because of history, because people like Steve Jobs came and did what they did, and they changed the game of business. You are probably listening to this while you are driving 
or while you're on a you know a commute or maybe you're you're doing errands or whatever it might be you are where you are today because of history women have a right to vote because of history because it was fought for and we no longer have slaves because people realize actually that's really bad we should not have slaves and so where we are today we are going to be at a different place in 20 years from now but trying to go and rewrite and erase history is not going to make you feel any better about your personal life. And so I kind of conclude with this, is that cancel culture is really, I believe, based on that people feel they need to share their opinions. And this is in a time when we are more connected than ever. We have devices, we have computers, we FaceTime, we Zoom, we WhatsApp. We Instagram, we Snapchat, we do all of these things, right? But we're actually more disconnected from one another than we've ever been. So we scroll on social media, but we don't pick up the phone to call a friend when we're sad. We post photos of our lives that from the outside look like we're thriving when on the inside we're crying. And so what if instead of calling someone out immediately, or leaving a rude comment on Instagram, you ask yourself, what makes me so upset about this? What can I work through within this trigger? And so in a time and a place where we all feel disconnected and we all feel that our opinion matters, what if, just what if you kept that opinion to yourself and used it as an opportunity to heal to find more peace, to find more joy, to find more love and happiness. Like I know with the self-work that I do and I teach to clients that calling someone out is not going to make you happier. But using it as an opportunity to see, okay, you know what? I'm really angry in my life right now because this isn't going the way that I want to. And so the self-work then means that instead of showing up as someone that's angry or rude, I'm going to show up knowing that you're doing the best you can right now, just as everyone else is. And I know someone like Demi Lovato, who is now a they until they decide to do something new or change it, which is great. They're learning. But it is not my place to judge and say, you cannot be a they. You cannot say you're non-binary. It doesn't matter to me. They are going through their journey. Just as you are going through your journey and you are learning lessons, you are a different person today than you were five years ago. And would you want to be judged now today based on what you had done then? And can you use all of this as an opportunity to look inside of yourself to see where can I show up with more love and kindness? And if I really feel the need to say something hateful or that I disagree with someone, Is there a more positive way that I can do this? Because until we can do this together as a whole, we are going to continue down this place where eventually everyone's going to get canceled. And then we have nothing because it's not based on learning. It's based on people feeling the need to be heard. And so with that, I could go on and on and on and on. But I really hope that you were able to listen to this as I said, with open ears and open heart, and really start to shift the focus to yourself instead of all the things you hate about other people or in life. It is always an opportunity to come back to you, 
to heal yourself, heal the heartbreak, heal the anger, heal the sadness, to connect with other people. So if you're upset about something, get off the fucking phone, get off social media, go call a friend, go see someone in person. Because when you get offline, you actually start to realize that life is not nearly as crazy bad as we make it out to be. And every time that I go offline, like I did my social media detox and I didn't check the news, man, life gets way better. You realize that all of this chatter and talk don't matter in your own life. Life happens outside of all these phones and social media. And so just remember, the more connected we get, the more disconnected we're feeling. And the more disconnected you feel, the more you want someone to acknowledge you. The more you want someone to acknowledge you, you're going to share your opinion. And then if you're sharing your opinion, you have to allow others to do the same. So with that being said, I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. If you loved it, hated it, you have something to add, please DM me over at Nikki Sharp on Instagram and let me know what you think. And if you haven't done so yet, please rate, review, and subscribe to A Sharper Life. It means a lot and it helps me to know that you're actually enjoying what I'm talking about. And if there's anything you want me to discuss or talk about or share, leave it in the comments as well. So with that, uh, I will be doing a live call on April 30th. So this is for people who leave a review. I'm going to coach you directly and you can get my help on any topic that you want, how to make your life a sharper life, essentially. And so all you have to do, and you're also going to get a free ebook with relationship tips on how to improve your relationships. So all you have to do is send me a screenshot of your review. Hopefully it's five stars to info at NikkiSharp.com, or you can DM me over at Nikki Sharp. So I will see you April 30th for this free live, incredible coaching session. You're going to get the free ebook. Just all you got to do is subscribe, leave a review, hopefully five stars. And until next week, here's to a sharper life.